the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We're glad you've chosen to join us today. Our passion at His Life Ministries is to help believers know Him and show Him. So we keep it simple. It's just about Jesus. Our prayer is that the Holy Spirit will make His truth plain to you so you can walk in freedom and enjoy the life of union that God has designed for you to live. And now, here's Pastor Todd. Today we're going to finish up the book of Romans. It's been a long journey. But you know, as going through books in the Bible, it's never about getting to the end of a book. We're not about getting through books. We're about Jesus. And the journey is the blessing. Oh, it seems hard and arduous at times. Sometimes it it just seems like you're just going through the motions. But really, the journey, the day-to-day, the moment-by-moment is the blessing. And as we have journeyed through this book of Romans, as we watched God, through Paul, instruct this little fellowship on how this life literally is to be lived... The abundance of this life, the vitality of this life, the fullness of this life, and what it looks like, and then what it empowers you to do, it has been exciting. Now, can you look back over that span of time and see how God has affirmed you in truth? Can you look back over that span of time and see how God has brought you along through His Word? Through His revelation? Can you see that He has matured you? Can you see that He has changed your perspective concerning this life? Do you know that through this journey in His Word, through the work of His Spirit, that He has brought you along? Here's the issue. We're going to be affirmed. It's a word we'll use in the text tonight. We're going to be affirmed and fixed in something. He wants you to be affirmed and fixed in Him. He wants you to be, and this is a key word, established in Him. And if you are not being established in Him, you are being established in the world and in the flesh. If you can go back and look over the past year of your life, the messages and the Scripture notwithstanding, if you could go back through all of that and not see any differences, not see any time that God has brought you or matured you, where God has literally revealed Himself to you, if you cannot see that, You are being established in the world, not in the truth. 
That's a scary thing. But listen, it's a choice. That's the reality of it. You choose where you will be established. It's a choice because if you have the life of Christ in you, the reality is, as Scripture bears out, it is Father's heart to establish you, to fix you, to to firm you, to, to secure you, to fill you with the confidence and faith and assurance of His love and His life in you. In that confidence and in that faith, we go forward step by step so that the journey becomes an affirming adventure where we see literally the truth of Christ, the reality of His promises, the miraculous work of His Spirit about us in the day-to-day where life for us doesn't become the mundane process of existence. It literally becomes this journey of knowing Him. That's what He desires for us. Jesus said, I came that you might have life and that you might have it to the full. That fullness represents all that he is and wants to be to you. That's what it's about. But it's a choice. As we look at Romans today, we're going to be at the benediction. Let's look at chapter 16, verses 17 through 24. I appeal to you, brethren... To be on your guard concerning those who create dissensions and difficulties and cause divisions and in opposition to the doctrine, the teaching which you have been taught. I warn you to turn aside from them, to avoid them. For such persons do not serve our Lord Christ, but their own appetites and base desires, and by ingratiating and flattering speech, they beguile the hearts of the unsuspecting and simple-minded people. For while your loyalty and obedience is known to all, so that I rejoice over you, I would have you well-versed and wise as to what is good and innocent and guileless as to what is evil. And the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, be with you. Timothy, my fellow worker, wishes to be remembered to you, as do Lucius, Jason, and Sosipater, and my tribal kinsmen. Then there's Tertius, the writer of this letter. Uh, He uh, greets you in the Lord. Gaius, who is host to me and to the whole church here, greet you. So do Erastus and the city treasurer and our brother Quartus. Through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, be with you all. So be it. Amen. Now, remembering that Paul is about establishing this church in truth. The greatest threat to this church, would be those who would come in and divide or divisions within the body itself. The greatest protection against those things is their determination to be fixed in the truth, to be established in the truth, to keep their eyes, their focus upon Christ, not upon each other. We know 
for a fact that there will be a time, because he doesn't say if this happens, he says when this happens, that there will be people that will come among you that will either with forethought and intention cause dissension, or maybe through a loose word or a sentence, or maybe just a, a little choice bit of gossip. Now, that's going to happen. What, what is telling will be your response to that. What is telling is how you react to that. You see, those, those dissensions, those heresies, they, they require momentum. And when you gather underneath that kind of momentum, you show yourself to be as weak and as unestablished as the person who spread it. I was teaching a Sunday school class many, many years ago, and I had a brother call me late one night, and he said, you know, we had some people over at our house, and we all got to talking, and we decided that, uh, you know, there's some things that uh, you really need to change about the way you teach. And I said, okay. Well, I said, first of all, I want to tell you that it's my heart to minister, not to wound or hurt or distract with what I say. That I have laid what I say before the Father, and I come before you in humility when I say it. The second, I want to say that you need to examine your own heart. When you see a problem, and you feel like you have to gather a consensus to bring it forward, there's something wrong. If this was truly a problem, why didn't you yourself come to me individually before it was ever shared among others? I said, you're being used and manipulated, brother. The enemy's got a foothold. Now, the reality of it is that this guy has a good heart. And he wasn't an uh, angry or, or divisive personality. But he got caught up in a momentum. Just... Casual conversation. Now, I, we haven't had that problem here. And I don't believe it's because you guys are super saints, even though you are. But I believe it's because we endeavor to do one thing and one thing only. We keep it simple. We keep our focus on Him. And we know the heart of each of us. And if that ever comes up, if the enemy ever comes around and tries to shoehorn that sort of thing in you, you immediately turn to them and let them see Jesus and point them to truth and walk away. Don't carry the ball, let it fall. Not a good philosophy for football, but it's great for church, okay? He says... For such persons do not serve our Lord. And in that kind of thing, that's not God's service. That's man's service. They beguile the hearts of the unsuspecting and the simple-minded people. And then he speaks to their loyalty and their obedience, which has become known. And he rejoices over them. But he finishes up and he says, Now here we address how we can keep from being sucked into that kind of momentum. He says, I will have you well versed and wise as to what is good and innocent and guileless as to what is evil. Listen, I have known many a believer that has gotten sidetracked in studying evil all for the purpose of being able to out-argue or defend in their minds the faith. Let me tell you something, you don't need to defend the faith. 
Truth is truth, and it does not need defense. Stand in it. Yes, you may have to give an account of what you believe, but brothers and sisters, that's just your testimony. You're attesting to what God has made so in you through His miraculous work, through His Son and His sacrifice. But don't think that you need to argue somebody when the cultists come to your door or when you run across these people. You need to lay down the idea that you're supposed to argue them into the kingdom. Do we argue anybody into the kingdom? Really? Do we bring truth? Or is that the Spirit of God's job? It's the Spirit of God. Let me tell you, one of the greatest things you can do when the that person may come to your door is beat them to the punch and say, I'm so glad you're here. I've been looking for somebody to share this with. I want to tell you how good my God is. I want to tell you about the joy I have in my relationship with Jesus Christ. I was talking to him this morning, and do you know how sweet it is to be able to get up and know that you're in the presence of God and come before the throne with thanksgiving and rejoice with all the angels and what he is doing in your life? Do you know how wonderful that is? Do you know how good it is to have a God that's bigger than my failures? That'll catch him. That'll catch him. And you know what else it'll do? It'll affirm you in truth. That day that you would have started griping about what you had to do, you probably will change. You'll go forth with thanksgiving in your heart. All right. And then he gives greetings. Oh, he also mentions that the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. You know, that's the first mention of Satan in Romans. Well, wait a minute. Isn't the devil, shouldn't we be worried about the devil? Shouldn't we be talking about him? I mean, after all, he's the enemy, goes about like roaring like a lion. Shouldn't we be worried about that? No, you know what Paul's strategy was? Let's just talk about Jesus. Let's just talk about the work He has done. Let's just talk about the the power and the glory of His life and what He has invested in you. Let's just talk about those things. We don't need to give the devil any press. He's His best promoter. Let's talk about Jesus. And then He speaks of the relationships He's had and those uh, those that He loves and those who send their greetings. Let's look at chapter 16, verses 25 through 26. He says, Now to him who is able to strengthen you in the faith, which is in accordance with my gospel and the preaching of concerning Jesus Christ, the Messiah, according to the revelation, the unveiling of the mystery of the plan of the redemption, which was kept in silence for and secret for long ages. But is now disclosed, and through the prophetic scriptures is made known to all nations, according to the, to the command of the eternal God, to win them to obedience to the faith. Now the Amplified uses the word strengthen, and other translations, some of you may have there, uh, will use the word establish. And I like the word establish. Because it speaks of being fixed, immovable in faith and truth. To strengthen can mean the same thing. But if there's anything today's church needs, if there's anything that today's Christian community needs, 
it is to be established in truth. It really does. It needs to be established in truth. I think the greatest apostasy that has been visited upon the Christian community is man-centered theology. Man-centered theology. I think that a church that focuses on the needs of man is man-centered. You cannot have a Christ-centered theology if you are just a seeker-friendly church. Why? Because you're trying to make Christ attractive to man. That's man-centered. I think that the church that focuses on creating worship through emotions is a man-centered church. I think a church that focuses on current events is a man-centered church. But I think a church that focuses on Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life, will strengthen and will establish believers. I mean, we need that. We need that in the Christian community. Paul makes it clear that we are established in faith by God. We are established in faith by Him. We don't establish ourselves. He establishes us. What we bring to it is faith. Faith that is in accordance with the gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ. That is preaching that is in accordance with the revelation of the scripture. All of that is in that one verse. I don't know that you can do that in a 30 to 45 minute professional quality, emotional stirring song service with a three point short sermonette. I don't know that that can be done, but God can do it. God can do it. God will strengthen the believer in faith who by faith chooses to act on the truth that he's been given. The word of God is full of promises. Promises that assure victory, promises that assure an abundance of life that is lived by faith, promises that assure peace to those who will walk according to the Spirit rather than according to the flesh. These promises are fulfilled in Christ by faith. In other words, you live out their fulfillment. None of the promises of God are visited upon you. They are manifested through His life in you. And how are they manifested? How is it that one walks with such abundance and such joy, and another with the same life within him seems to wilt under the oppression of wickedness and fall into the traps of the world? How is there such a difference? Because this one is established in faith. Well, what does that mean? That means it's more than just believing what he has heard. It is walking forward in the truth of what he has heard. It is denying himself as flesh and affirming himself as spirit. That's what it is. This one grows because he walks continuously. Establishing the truth within himself by the power of God. I said the other night in some famous Wells quote where he says, we all want to be spiritual, but we just, don't, we just don't want the things that have to come into our life to make us spiritual. So, 
I want to be able to love an enemy, but I don't want any enemies. I want to be able to, to bless those who persecute me, but I don't want anybody to persecute me. This one over here says, you know what? I can have enemies because I'm not moved by enemies. I'm held by Christ. You know what? I can be persecuted and bless because I carry within me the blessing of Christ. Only my flesh can be can be damaged, my spirit is whole, and the strength and the power and the light of God possess my life. So he walks forward with enemies, and he walks forward in persecution. And yes, he does fall at times, and he cries out at times, but each time he looks above him in truth and says, Father, my life is yours, not my will, but thy will be done. And the vexation of the soul is lifted, and he moves forward. Step by step. And one day he gets along a ways and he looks back and he says, My gosh, we just went through the whole book of Romans. This one over here. Persecution comes. Enemies come. Father, deliver me of my enemies. Why do you let me have enemies? I'm your child. Why do you let me be persecuted? Father, deliver me. God just doesn't love me. You know, if I could just live right, if I could just do all the right things, if if He would just remove this sin from my life, oh, if You would just come, Lord, come quickly and deliver me so that I don't sin anymore. Because every time I sin, I know You lift Your hand from me and I just gather more enemies and I'm persecuted all the more. This fellow has no faith. He doesn't believe in His redemption. He doesn't believe in the life that is within Him. He hasn't embraced the fullness of Christ. He hasn't embraced the blessing of His life. He is diminishing and He is seeking to establish Himself where? In this world. Welcoming the peace of Christ, but not the person of Christ. God will strengthen the believer in faith, who by faith chooses to act on the truth. Verse 25 says, To him who is able. That means that there is a choice. You choose to be strengthened. It is his desire to strengthen you. This is about living in the truth here and now. Those who will by faith receive and act upon the truth are strengthened in their faith. That means affirmed, convinced, assured, resolute in who they are and what they believe. Paul's just named a threat in verses 17 18. The deceivers who prey on the unsuspecting and simple-minded. The unsuspecting are those people who are not established in their faith. The weak. They are the weak in their they are weak in their understanding because they are divided in their affections. They have more affinity with this world than they do with him. Paul is saying the best protection from deception is to be established in faith. God is able to establish or to strengthen you in your faith. But here's the key you must determine. You must determine to believe and walk forward in obedience. We are to know the truth. Knowing the truth in experience is more than just knowing about the truth. Knowing the truth is, is believing that God is your strength. He is your life. He is your provision. He is your protection. He is your health. He is your, he is your abundance. He is everything. Everything that you need in, your, in this life and in the, in the one to come through eternity. Christ is it all. 
So you can come to the place where you say, not my will, but thy will be done. Because you know what? He's your life. What more are you going to ask for? And all the blessings are made yea and amen in you. What more do you want? He establishes you. Colossians 2.7 says, Have the roots of your being firmly and deeply planted in Him, fixed and founded in Him, being continually, continually built up in Him, becoming increasingly more confirmed and established in the faith, just as you were taught and abounding and overflowing in it with thanksgiving, just as you were taught. Paul brought the truth before them. And he said, this is the truth of the way you live. This is the truth of your God. This is the truth of your life. Walk in it. And as you walk in it, you will be affirmed. As you walk in it, you will be confirmed. As you walk in it, you will be strengthened. Put your roots down in this truth. Again, in this verse, we're confronted with a choice. We choose where we put our roots. Where we will receive our nurture and be fixed. We are told to put our roots in Him. He is our nurture. He is our security and our balance. As we determine to live this way, we are increasingly infirmed and confirmed in faith. Why? Because all of this requires faith, and it is the activity of faith that establishes us. Thank you for joining us for His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger. This program is the radio ministry of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. If you'd like to know more about us, visit us on the web at hislifeministries.org or on Facebook at His Life Fellowship. We would love to have you join us for worship. We meet on Saturdays at 5 p.m. at 1307 Blanco Woods at the corner of Blanco Road and Blanco Woods just inside Loop 1604. Also, if you would like to help support this ministry, you can send your tax-deductible donation to His Life Ministries, P.O. Box 1894, Bernie, Texas, 78006. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.